Brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters, Rev J, Jerry Antimano, Cosmic Crit, Kitty B, and David Willett. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Ensign Sylvia Tilly is out there. We have an hour to find her. You kidnap me! I need your help. Try not to blow us up. You're such a warrior. Put us to the bridge. You're gonna complication. We won't survive complications. Burnham returns to the bridge as Detmer tracks down Spock's space bus. Pike hails the craft, hoping he'll give himself up. He doesn't, and Pike fires a torpedo near the space bus, disabling it. The space bus is brought in by tractor beam, and its pilot is revealed to be Mirror Universe Giorgio. And on that note, we cue the music. their discussion, Pike discovers Giorgio's with Section 31. Sucks! Apparently, Giorgio is charged with tracking down Spock and had found his space bus adrift. Great! Pike takes her to his ready room and finds a hologram of Leland, with whom Pike also has a history. Leland requests that Pike return Giorgio to Spock's space bus, suggesting his relationship with Pike and Burnham's relationship with Spock would compromise his mission. Later, Giorgio explains to Burnham that Leland knows the truth about Giorgio. The two women have words over the fate of Spock. Meanwhile, Stamets studies the mycelial transport vessel, searching for human remains. He finds nothing, establishing that Tilly has been transported to the mycelial network. I guess. He scans the network to find another transport vessel. In the network, Tilly awakens covered in mycelial residue. And so on. May is present and describes the transport process. Spores attack Tilly, and May declares this the process of breaking down matter that enters the network. May asserts that her entire species will die unless Tilly helps her kill a monster. Meanwhile, Pike informs Burnham that a liaison from Section 31 has arrived, Tyler. Great. Burnham sits with Tyler under the watchful eye of Nan. Tyler can't discuss with Burnham how he ended up in Section 31 after leaving Quonos, but asks that she believe he'll take care of Spock. Meanwhile, Tilly and May bicker, with Tilly requesting that whatever happens, she'll be returned to Discovery. Stamet's plan involves a partial jump through the network, allowing him and Burnham to walk between the normal universe and the mycelial space for about an hour. How convenient! Stamets connects to the spore drive and the ship jumps halfway into the network. Tilly and May are stunned and approach the ship. May mistrusts Tilly, who makes them pinky swear that their promises will be kept. The mycelia begin to attack the hull. Great! Tilly and May enter the ship and begin searching for personnel. Stamets and Burnham track them to the weapons locker. The two groups encounter one another, with Stamets and Burnham seeing May for the first time. They begin stalking the monster that is terrorizing the mycelial network and discover it's Culber. They look at Culber in a fetal position on the floor, his hair now much longer and his clothing reduced to rags. 
May orders them to kill it. Culber runs away. Stamets quickly follows. Meanwhile, Burnham reports the complication to Pike, as Saru points out that the mycelium are penetrating the hull. Tyler uses a comm badge to hail Leland on his ship, which is cloaked in a hologram of an asteroid. Uh? Leland uses a tractor beam to hold Discovery. Meanwhile, Stamets talks to Culber, discussing their third date at the Met. He reaches out to his partner, and Culber takes Stamets' hand. They embrace as the rest of the team arrive, and Tilly is attacked by spores. Stamets theorizes that when he discovered Culber's body after being murdered by Valk, Culber's essence was transmitted through Stamets to the network, as if through a lightning rod. I guess. But when in the network, the mycelium attack him like healthy cells do cancer. Meanwhile, aboard the Section 31 ship, Giorgio convinces Leland to give Discovery three more minutes in the network. Stamets and Burnham enter the airlock between the network and normal space, but Culber can't cross over. He begins to disintegrate. Stamets is understandably upset. This Culber is made of mycelial matter, which can't survive in normal space. Tilly and Burnham realize that the cocoon in normal space is composed of normal matter, which will allow Culber to move from the network to normal space. And there was much rejoicing. Stamets pledges to see Culber on the other side, and the group moves to normal space. Discovery jumps back to normal space from the mycelial network. Stamets watches as the cocoon disintegrates, revealing the form of Culber. Later on the Section 31 ship, Cornwell addresses Pike and Leland. She explains that one of the seven signals left behind tachyon radiation, suggesting time travel. I guess. She suggests the two cooperate. Leland apologizes to Pike for crossing a line. Pike confirms Tyler's a permanent addition to the crew. Burnham receives a message from Giorgio, asking her to trust her. Uh? As Burnham returns to the bridge, she muses on the universal nature of the choice of paths we all must make. I don't care! us on Patreon and like, rate, review, and share on all your favorite platforms. Feel free to send us your subspace transmissions to computerresumepodcasts at gmail.com or at computerresume on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Computer Resume Podcast was created and produced by Mr. Todd A. Davis. Our logo was designed by Will Martin and Justin Bishop. The opening theme was produced by Justin Bishop, and our outro music was provided with permission by Dronode. Additional music was provided by Mr. Todd A. Davis and Gary Horn, and the voice of Computer Resume Podcast and executive producer, me, Kat Davis. Hashtag LLAP. We'll see you next time. Going through a Star Trek. We're doing Star Trek stuff in space. We probably got some phasers and shuttle pods, and we're going to find a brand new race. How's that for a slice of fried gold?